Thank you, Jesus. Father, you said last week in most direct terms possible that you are completely erasing and eradicating all signs of fear. As Dr. Williams shared last week, our congregation was cleansed of the fear of rejection. We will not fear any longer. We will not fear. Father, I thank you today that the word spoken last week is connected to the word you've given me for this week. The word that we're speaking about all from the fourth quarter of last year, even right now, and that is about legacy. Father, today I'm asking that your anointing will flow in a mighty way that someone will be touched, that everyone will feel the impact of your anointing in this place. In the name of Jesus, 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 Hallelujah. God touching somebody right now that you thought you were doing great. You thought you were doing great. So, okay. Thank you, Lord. It's more than one person actually in our service today. You have not been able to completely fight snuff depression It's more like pressure, more like guilt, because you were coming out of Christmas, coming into Christmas and coming out of Christmas, both of those, the people that I'm talking to, feeling very good about the strides you had made during the year. And something happened recently that has caused you to feel personal shame and God says I've already forgiven you do not allow the adversary to pull you into shame I've already picked you I've already picked you I've already picked you so if you think because you have messed up or you, 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 you blundered and that will cause me to push you to the side, you were so mistaken. Father, I thank you right now for healing anyone that is feeling guilt or shame those things do not come from you. Your blood has taken those things out of our lives. We're giving those things. We're pushing them out of the door. We will not walk. No one here is going to leave walking in guilt or shame because you are applying your blood. You're washing them clean right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Stay close to the keyboard, Elder. Is that okay? You can probably get your Bible if you need to. Well, you got your phone, so you're good. Okay. If you haven't heard the message from Sunday, uh, Christmas Sunday, we did not have a formal service because you had Christmas Eve on Saturday and then Christmas Day on Sunday. And uh, the instruction that I gave our church was to maximize your family time. The birth of Jesus was all about family. The birth of Jesus was all about family. When Mary was questioning, how, how, how is this possible? I, I've never had sex and I got a baby. The angel didn't spend any time trying to explain that. You know what the, holy, the angel said? This is a God thing. You, you're going to marry the guy. He's going to ask you to marry him and you're going to say yeah. Then when the guy, Joseph, was questioning, how am I going to, no, I got to put her away real quiet like because I ain't even touched the girl. And she's talking about pregnant spirit. The angel came back and said, listen, this is a God thing. You're going to accept her as your wife. You're going to embrace her. You're going to start this family. It's all about that family unit that God wants to set in place. Jesus' birth was not just about being born. The adversary wanted us all to be caught up so deeply in the Christmas spirit that every person forgets that Jesus was born to die. If you don't get that, that, that string completely connected in your mind, you are missing what Jesus came for. He, he was not born to be born. Look at somebody and tell them, I don't know why I'm going back to this, but this is going to be helpful for you this year. The adversary would like you to stay on the fact that he was born and spend money and buy gifts and drink hot chocolate and eggnog and put up the Christmas tree. But if Jesus was just born to be born, then you and I would not have salvation. If Jesus was born to be born, Dr. Jim, we'd still be bound for hell. Just that fact alone tells me that I cannot just celebrate Jesus' birth. Every time during the Christmas season when somebody said happy holidays or, or Merry Christmas, I would greet them in the same way, and if given the opportunity, I would say, thank God he was born to die. And some of the people I said that to did not quite understand it. But you understand it. Because Jesus came to create legacy. He did not come to just be born. He came to create a legacy. And that legacy started with birth and ended with sacrifice on the cross. And everything between there 
has significance for you and I this morning. And so I'm going to dig a little deeper into the legacy message because I believe, I really do believe that God has been saying over and over and over to me that 2023 is the year of legacy. 2023 is the year when God activates legacy, or you can say God is activating spiritual, supernatural, God-like legacy in 23. God is activating legacy in 23. I'm receiving that. I'm taking ownership of that. I'm not going to let it go until I tap in to the legacy that was set for me to partake of. I'm going over this because many of you have not heard the Christmas message, so I'm going to tie it in for you. Legacy. A legacy sets an example for others that is meant to guide their future. If I call you a legacy, I'm referring to you as an example. A legacy person, a legacy individual sets an example for others that is meant to guide their future. The example I gave was every year there are at least, at least 500 students that apply to Yale and Harvard that are carrying as their, their bastion of accomplishment a 5.0 or above. They are the very top 2% of the country's educated students coming out of of high school. But when you've got that many students applying for very limited scholarship, you could be in the top 1%. There's going to have to be another way to screen some out. And one of those ways is to look in that high percentage of those who are qualified the universities also start looking for the legacy relationship that they may have. And that is individuals who have fathers or mothers, uncles or aunts, other brothers or sisters that have gone to Yale or Harvard. And so when that student applies, they know that you are already capable of the work because you have done the work in high school. They know that you're qualified, but they don't have enough spots. So they're looking and they notice right in the middle of the page that you've got an uncle and an aunt or somebody that came, that attended Yale or Harvard before you. And they are a supporter of everything that Yale or Harvard does. And so now they say, well, you've got an uncle that spent money to come to Yale. You've got an auntie that spent money to come to Harvard. 
And now you are applying to do the same thing. We are all about family and legacy. So we're going to give you a second look. And for many people, that legacy connection is what pushes them over the top when everybody else is as qualified as they are. Active legacy, legacies tremendously impact, encourage, and leave pathways for those that are coming after them. God is impressing me to speak to those who are sitting here and are listening to me online. That when you look back at your life, you may not be able to see the legacy, the spiritual and supernatural legacy sown into your life through your mom or your father. That, that when you look with your immediate gaze into your family, you don't see how you could be blessed with spiritual legacy that takes you to the next level. But I promise you that somewhere along the line, because I know what our great, 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 great grandparents had to go through. And that for many of us, we couldn't be here if it weren't for their prayers. You never, you never saw them. Some of us have gone on Ancestry.com and all you know is the region that you came from. But there's no physical connection to a name that you can find. But nevertheless, the fact that you hear, oh my Lord Jesus, the fact that God has his hand on you the fact that you weren't killed by an abortion. The fact that you hadn't gotten into an accident and died with no particular reason. The fact that you, you, you're not in a wheelchair. Oh, my Lord Jesus. The fact that you're seeing or you can talk means that in the spirit, God has been honoring legacy sown into your life from people that you've never seen or don't even know. And for that reason alone, you owe God thanks. Yeah. For that reason alone, I owe God praise. The pastor, I will, I will praise Paul. Uh, David said, I will what? Praise the Lord at all times. I'm going to give him glory at all times. I'm going to thank him at all times. Why? Because he's been good to me. Even when I didn't know he was good. For many of your families, God has decided that you are the legacy connection. That their spiritual heritage is going to be activated because you are the forerunning alumni. And just the mention of that word connects me to the, net, to the next one. Because the legacy person has the connection 
and opportunity. But you will never have the opportunity or the connection if the person that has gone before you never graduated. So that God right now is not just looking for legacy folk. He's looking for alumni folk. I'm teaching today. You're going to leave this place calling yourself a legacy alumni and you're going to be proud of it. The adversary has been trying in many of our lives to erase the impact of your alumni status in God. He stopped you from taking notes about your victory. You see, you can only be called an alumni if you did what? You graduated. Many of you have been on the verge of graduating from different situations in your life. And you did not realize that there are folk coming behind you in your family. Oh my God. That need you to graduate. You used to be a liar, you graduate. You used to be a fornicator, you graduate. You used to be jealous, a person with a filthy mouth, but you graduate. And you know what he's tried to do? Belittle those graduation moments so that you don't use them to further your legacy status. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Trying to make the victories that, you've, that God has brought you through in your life to be treated as nothing. You don't understand you haven't gotten a clear picture of the fact that there are several people, if you were able to go back far enough in your family tree, that had mental issues, and you were as smart as a whip. People in your family that were plagued by particular diseases, and you're living pretty good with any attack. That there are people in your life, in your family tree, that you can almost see from their beginnings were headed for jail. And yet, you're out, educated, working a job, and doing fine. You know what, what, why that has happened? Because somebody else walked in their legacy alumni status. They've got it written down how they got over. There's somebody in your family that is still being plagued with a poverty mindset. Do you understand that you can be poor and not be in poverty? 
Do you understand that you can be poor and not be in poverty? Poverty is here. Poor is in my circumstance. And as God gives me strength, I can change my circumstance any day, any time. It just it can happen overnight. I can go from poor to rich. But the poverty mindset, the poverty mindset, the poverty mindset, one of the first areas that God wants to use to break poverty mindset is learning how to invest in kingdom. Because poverty mindset says, I need to keep what I got to pay bills. And the result of that is that it doesn't matter how hard you try, there's always two or three bills that keep carrying over. That there's always got to be a call to some creditor somewhere at some point asking them for more time. Because why? The poverty spirit has not been broken. God is calling you to be a legacy alumni this morning. I'm going to get this. 23 is the legacy year. It's the year when you're activating things that have been prayed into your life by people you've never seen or heard. That angels have been singing about you and you will never know how much they've been boasting about you. Do you remember the conversation between God and Lucifer about Job? Job, the, the guy was living his Christian faith as he always did. And God decided one day to just call the adversary over and say, psh, psh. Right, let me talk to you for a minute. Come here, Satan. God said, but what you been doing? Oh, I've been going to and fro, looking for places to be, people to destroy. And I could just see God chuckling and say, <laughs> I got something for you. I got something for you. What's that? What's that? Have you considered my servant Job? You don't have to search and go to and fro no more. I, I'm giving you something. Have you... Considered my, my servant Job. Maybe God has not been able to do that with somebody here because you have not embraced your legacy alumni status. That God can't look at you and say, no matter come hell or high water, I know that baby girl of mine. She ain't giving up her faith. She ain't going back to lie like she used to. She, she, nope, it don't matter what happened. It, she is, he is not going back to that. I, I'll tell you, Lucifer, go ahead. Test that one right there. Go, go ahead. Put some pressure on that one right there. Because I know my legacy is imprinted deep in their soul. Everything I did on Calvary they have appreciated it and they have committed themselves to serve me because they saw what I did for them. They saw me walk through and not sin and they saw me apply my blood for their sin so that they could call on the name of the Lord and be saved and they did. You can try them now. 
Randala Bakayata. Remember those days when you used to go to church and you, you, don't, you, you kept wondering why every time your grandma or your great or one of the old saints got up that said the same thing over and over again every Sunday. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, and then before that's done, somebody else will start. I never will forget what he's done for me. They start humming it, and there'll be no music, no organ. But oh, I never will forget what he's done for me. I never will forget how he brought me out. I never will forget how he brought me through. I never forget my Jesus. He brought me out from the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. He put me in a place of security. I don't have to stress no more. I don't have to go back no more. I don't have to mess with the filth no more. He has brought me out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They used to get a reminder in their spirit every Sunday. Yeah, all through the week, they'd have a reminder. Of the legacy, the rich legacy that God has created them to walk in. I'm going to give you some instructions really quick. Three points that you got to leave with today. You are not in a legacy by accident. Look at somebody and tell you you're not an accident. Now tell them about you. I'm not an accident. I was made for this time. I was picked for this century. I was chosen for 2023. He handpicked me and decided that I was going to cross over. Now somebody, now somebody got that song that the old saint used to sing. How it got over. How I got over my soul. When you understand that God picked you out of 22 and brought you into 23, hey! chosen. You were chosen. You're not just the legacy person for your family, but you are the, you are the legacy contact. You are, the, you, you are the person that connects. Your faith is going to connect them with their faith that they lost. Your example your prayer, your behavior will connect them with what used to be that God already laid out for them. But somewhere along the line, they lost contact with God. They're not coming here to hear me preach them to salvation. They're going to look at you. You're going to speak to them. You're going to give them coffee. You're going to sit 
eating lunch with somebody. You're going to just greet them in the store and the glory of God is going to come down. Sometimes when the church is out of water, water that we have on the front table, I go myself to Sam's and I'll pick up one of those 80 bottle cases. Sometimes two or three and I'll put it in the back room like many of you do. Yesterday morning, I was there. I'm looking for the, the Sam's brand that we normally buy, and I don't see any. And so I'm, I'm asking questions, and I look at, and they've got deer. Is it Deer Park? You know, Deer Park is, the, the water is the same, but because the name is different, it's going to be more. So I've kind of puddled over it and I just picked it up. I put it in my cart. And for some reason, for some reason, so that's, I don't know why I did. Maybe it's God developing a new habit in me. I said, loud, I didn't even know I was saying it loudly. I picked it up and put it in the cart and instead of my old way of murmuring and saying, I cannot believe I come all the way out here and ain't got my water. That's what I used to do. Alfred, that's what I used to do. And it came natural. I picked the water up and I put it in the cart. And as I did, I said, Lord, I thank you for water. Dear Lord, I thank you for water. Instantly, instantly, mama. It's a lady and her husband getting water beside me. And as soon as I said that, she said, would you pray for me? Dr. June, it took me all the way back to all of those moments before I, be, I embraced my legacy alumni status. Took me back to the times, Mom, when I would murmur and complain over the smallest thing. When David says, bless the Lord at all times. Let his praise come out of your mouth continuously. I thought when he said that, it was for me. I didn't know that by praising God for some water, I would be ministering to somebody else. I didn't know that a door was being opened if I could just praise him at all times. This year right here, you don't have margin for not praising at all times. This year right here, you don't have margin to slip and slide. 
this year right here, we don't have margin. This is the year when legacy, supernatural anointed legacy comes out of you and starts to touch people that you don't even know now. You don't even know. You don't need to know them. You know what? God is setting you up for them to know you. God is setting you up for them to know you. You've been chosen. First Peter 2, 9 and 10. I like to read it. My amplified said, but you are a chosen race and true. You, you are royalty. You're not just royal, but you're a royal priesthood. You're not just Queen Elizabeth's status. You have been chosen by God himself, not the people. You can be royalty because the people chose you. But if the people choose you, the people go tear you down. If the people put you up there, Jordan, the people are going to take you down. But when God declares, I'm a royal priesthood, when God declares, I've been chosen, when God declares, my name is in the Lamb's book of life, and he has washed me white as snow for the umpteen time, when God declares, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation. That's you. That's you. A special people for God's own possession. God's own possession. This is normally where I, 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 I end so that you can proclaim the excellent sleep wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where I normally would stop. But God is doing more than that. What does 10 say? This is the part that's really got me going now. He said, once, Andrew, you were not a people. You you were not royal. No, sir, you were ratchet. (laughs) Yeah, I was born up as a pastor's kid. But there was a time when I was ratchet. I waited for the opportunity to be away from my parents' sight so I could behave like them. Now I realize it was God's way of helping me through that process. When, when, when I got drunk, 
I wouldn't get loud. Now I see that back then, when I would be with my own worldly friends, my own safe friends, and go to the club with them, and drink and get drunk, instead of getting wild and nasty, I got really mellow. Listen, y'all could tell from the person that I am, even when I'm preaching, that when I, when I break loose, I can break loose. How in heaven's name could somebody who will break loose when they get a little tipsy, God keeps them mellow even when they're doing something crazy so I won't go in my parents' house and make them disgrace. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. Is there somebody that could say that? I used to not be. I used to be ratchet, but now I'm royal. I'm royal. Don't, don't, don't talk nasty to me. God's hand is on me. Don't you, don't you put your lips on me. Don't you put your mouth on me. You ain't talking to ratchet no more. You talking to righteous. I'm righteous now. He made me righteous. He made me royalty. You can give your mouth liberty, you can give your lips liberty and talk bad about me, but it's going to come back. Because I'm not ratchet no more, I'm royal. He didn't just choose you. He did not just choose you. He decided that you would be the example. So the first part is him taking ownership of who you are by embracing you in all of your mess. The next part is to get you to a place where you could be an example. Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, be an example. Don't let anybody look down on your youth. Or your lack of experience. I'm going to tell you what all that means. He says, don't let anybody look down on you because of your youth. But that's not all that's saying. Here's some of the other words that you can put in there. Don't let anybody look down on you because of your lack of experience. Don't let anyone look down on you because of your present position. Don't let anybody look down on you because of your family background. I chose you. And because I chose you, you're qualified as an example. You're qualified as a poster child. You're qualified as a picture of perfection because your perfection is not in yourself. Your perfection is in me. I chose you.
but be an example and set a pattern for believers, for those that are coming behind you, for the new applicants that are watching on, that think they got it all made, but they need your legacy to connect them. Be an example in your speech, in your conduct, in your love of God, in your faith, and in your moral purity. That's what he said to Timothy. Number three, and I started off and I said it before, be the alumni that you were chosen to be. There's a reason why you don't remember a lot of the good things that God has done for you along the way. Because the adversary does not want you to remember. There is a reason why Habakkuk 2.2 says, write the stuff down. Because legacy needs history. And history needs to be laid out properly. And to be laid out properly, you have to have something that you can give somebody. So, if you have been missing the mark in 21 and 22 in that you did not pay close attention to the small victories that God has given you. I spoke to somebody recently who did not, did not even see God treating them like royalty because their income increased last year by $15,000. That they were so busy trying to get to the next place on their own that they completely missed the fact that there was like a big argument in the boss's room between three different staff members above you and two of them were against you getting that raise. You were not supposed to be given the raise. But you know what the adversary will do? Because he doesn't want you to get to alumni. He doesn't want you to be able to say that God graduated me. So he says to you, you see, she working with you, she in the same she in the same position as you. How come she got 20,000 and you only got 15? He will always direct you in a place where the only thing you could do is murmur. That the only thing you can do is complain. Believe me, it might have been $5,000 in that case. But so often, he will cause you to murmur over 50 cents. I have seen people lose their temper, lose the God in them. 
mind says, 169 a pound. But somebody came yesterday and got the same grapes for 142 a pound. And what he would like to do is start something. You know they're trying to pick on you. You know they owe you that. You know if you make enough noise, they're going to give it to you. Do you understand that you can win and, and lose at the same time? Do you understand that if you're not led by the Spirit of God who's creating the legacy in you, that you can argue and, and, get, and get it at 142 and turn somebody away from God? Because they, they, you, they say nothing. They're looking from a distance and they know they saw you at their church. They saw you at the assembly. And now they see you at full line, acting a fool over 10 cents. And here you go walking out. I, I told them something. I got me myself. But what you lost was a big was a big, big old fat check that God wanted to deposit in your legacy account because you kept the right attitude, because you let the Holy Spirit guide you, because you let the words of your mouth be meditated on and, 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 and just come out from a position of godliness. Be an alumni. Show your graduation. Show your graduation. I always talk about Wilson graduates in Florence. I was completely discombobbled while I was living in Pennsylvania. One morning I went to, uh, I think it was Publix. And in Pennsylvania, I saw somebody walking around with their Wilson jacket like this. With their Wilson hat. And at first I thought, Oh, it's a Vikings, you know, it's a Vikings person because the colors are similar. I got closer. It was a Wilson, South Carolina, Florence alumni walking around in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Like Wilson was the best college in the world. If you just looked at them, you wouldn't know Wilson was a high school. If you talk to them, unless you ask the question, you would think it was a college. But they were proud of their alumni status. I graduated from Wilson High School. I'm class of 67. What? <laughs> High school? Yeah, yeah, I'm class of 67. What to God? that we would take ownership of our legacy alumni status. And we will begin to walk 
like you graduated from Lion. You begin to walk like you graduated from Jealousy. Walk like you graduated from fornicating. Walk like you that like you, you graduated from lying and, and every nasty filth that comes out of an unsafe person's mouth. That the fact that you don't cuss like you used to means that you are an alumni, that you have graduated, that God has been working in your life and you can stand up and say, I used to cuss. But I don't know more. I done graduated from that. God took me out of that mess. If you don't write it down, who's it that told me, Bishop? And I were talking and said, these days, these days, if you don't write it down, it never happened. The young folks will understand this even better. If you don't make a TikTok video, it never happened. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right, young people? You tell them you did so and so and so and so and so. That's the first thing they want to know with a video. Did you put it on TikTok? Let me see it. That is the world we live in today. And if you think you are going to shine a light on your alumni status for God without making an intentional record of what God did for you. You're missing an opportunity. Look at somebody next to you and tell them, I'm not missing another opportunity. I'm not missing. I ain't missing. I am not missing it. I'm not going to miss it no more. Whatever God did for me. Let me tell you, I pulled up to the gas station several weeks ago and realized, oh my gosh, I need gas. I waited until, you know, us men, you know. I waited until I really needed to stop for gas. And when I stopped, pulled up to the gas tank, jumped out, walked to the pump, I put my hand in there. No wallet. I know. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, the lever. I ain't got enough gas to go back home and come back to the gas station. Eh? Tony, I ain't got it. I, I know. I ain't going to make it. And I stand there. I said, Lord, forgive me. That's what I said. In the old days, I would have been under my breath. But as I said, I said, Lord, forgive me. I can't believe I forgot this. I put my hand in my pocket. The first time I put my hand there, there was nothing there. I'm telling you, I, I didn't feel nothing when I was searching for my wallet. I put my hand in there the next time, and there it is, $5. I don't know if I missed the $5 the first time or if God put it in there. But I'm telling you right now, I was celebrating like God did a miracle on Mount Sinai. I was standing there saying, look at what, God, look at you, look at you, look at you. Oh, hey, look at you, look at you. The guy in the car in front of me said, look at what, what, what what's, what's up? I said, it's, it's God, it's God, it's God. 
It's God. It's God. Because all I could say is, look at you, Lord. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. I took that $5 out like it was a $100 bill. I walked in the store and I plopped it down. Can you give me five in my tank? I don't care what you think. I wasn't supposed to have one cent. I was supposed to run out of gas. You can laugh all you want at my $5 in gas. When gun gas is, is 302 a gallon. You can make as much fun as you want to. All I know is I didn't have it, and now I got it. Hey, how many of you can say that this morning? I, I never used to have it, but now I got it. I didn't have the Holy Ghost, but now I got it. I didn't have peace, but now I got it. I didn't have God's goodness, but now I got it. Now I got it. Now I got it. Lord, I thank you this morning. Stand with me. Stand with me. Now I got it. 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 I got my legacy. I got my legacy. I'm taking ownership of my legacy. I'm taking ownership. I'm going to walk like an alumni of Jesus Christ. I'm going to walk like I'm an alumni of life. I'm going to walk like I'm an alumni of, oh, he made a way. He changed me. He turned me. I am not the same as I used to be. As an alumni, I'm going to celebrate. You can celebrate both your victories and your battles. It's the key. It's one of the big keys of being a true alumni. You know, you know you've graduated. When, when something comes against you for a second or third time, and this time around, you praise God at all times. Pastor said, it was good that I was afflicted. See, you, don't under, you can't understand that unless you've got God working legacy out in you. He said, it was good that I was afflicted. It's good that I went through all this mess that I did in my life because it taught me honor the instructions of God even more dearly in my life. How many of you could say that this morning? You could look at what you've been through and say it was good that I went through. I looked at my life over the last five years especially and I've said many of you know I said Lord it's good, it's good it's all good, it's all good it's all good it's all good. You remember that song that the wine is saying? Uh, it's good. It's good. God, no, no, you don't have to play it. No, 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 no. We don't want to mess up that legacy right there. That, 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 that legacy is set. Now, I'm talking about me trying to sing it. Uh-uh. <laughs> Thank God this morning, just right where you are. Thank God this 
that he chose you. Lord, I thank you for choosing me. Lord, I thank you. I didn't have to come out of 22. I, I, I didn't have to. But you decided that purpose and legacy is coming out of me in 23. And so I worship you. I thank 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 you. Come on. Come on. We're going to end with worship this morning. We're going to end with worship. We're going to end with Thanksgiving. I'm going to enter his gates with Thanksgiving. This year is going to be a year when I walk in every place I go and say, thank you, Jesus. 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 show you things that will cause you to worship. To, to show you things that will cause you to praise Him. I walked into the bank that I always go to. I've done so hundred plus times. And recently I walked into and one of my favorite tellers. We always conversate. From one month to the next, I walked in and when she greeted me and smiled, this side of her face, from her lips, were half-inch dumb, drooping. I knew it was either Bell's palsy or a stroke. And I got back to my car and I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Stir up, stir up a memory, Father. Stir it up, stir it up. A memory right now in every person listening, in every person standing that causes them to say, thank you, 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 Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Help me, God. Help me. Help me, church. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to 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 thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. I just want to thank you for your grace in my life. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. He will not suffer my foot to be moved. No! My God is a good God this morning. As we change the order of the service, would you take one 30-second I mean blast and give God a high praise? Go ahead, give God a high praise. Give
Give God a high praise. Give God a high praise. Give God a high praise. 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 My steps are ordered. My steps are ordered. Come on. My steps are ordered. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the legacy you laid out. We thank you, Lord, for the legacy you laid out. We thank you, Lord, for making us an alumni of your goodness. We graduated over all of the mess. And we're going to graduate some more. This year, we're going to graduate some more. Somebody's going to graduate from overeating. Somebody's going to graduate from overspending. Somebody's going to graduate from carrying pills everywhere you go. You're going to graduate. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your word this morning. As I was praying this morning, early, you said to me, Beware, son. Let me, let me, let me direct your eyes. I want to, I want to give you vision over sight. I want to give you a discerning spirit over gesture. And as soon as he said that to me, he said, son, it's not as bad as it looks. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. It's not as bad as it looks. It's not as bad as it looks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this time this morning. We thank you for your word that ministered to me, ministered to me first. I thank you, oh God, for ministering to your people. Father, for anyone watching me online, anyone in the congregation that is not saved or has been saved in a previous time and backslid, you need to ask God right now. Say, say, Jesus, forgive me. I'm giving you a moment to come back into legacy. Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Jesus, wash me with your blood. Come on, come on, come on, come on. No need to go, no need to go back the same way you came. No need to go back the same way you came. Take ownership of your legacy in the name of Jesus. Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Wash me with your blood. Purify me. Make it as though I've never sinned. Thank you, Jesus, for washing me inside out. 
and receiving me as your son or your daughter. I dedicate my life to you. Give me strength to walk this thing out. In Jesus' name, amen.